Hello and welcome to the Unorganized and Lost podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, and I'm here to prove you don't always have to be organized to follow your dreams and getting lost isn't always a bad thing. Today's episode is going to be about my recent road trip to Mammoth, California. So Mammoth is a beautiful mountain town in California, and it's so interesting because I'd never been before, and it's usually a place that people that live in Southern California tend to go to because it's kind of the closest really, really nice mountains um, for them. And they have Big Bear and stuff, but it was very, very popular for people from Southern California to go to Mammoth. And what's interesting is we always grew up going to Tahoe. So South Lake or Lake Tahoe in general is only about an hour and 45 minutes max from where I live. And Mammoth is about four to four and a half hours, which is hysterical because it's actually closer to where I live than most of Southern Californians that need to get to it. And it's also a very awkward place to get to. It's really not an easy place to fly into. You're mainly driving from very far distances. I think the closest main airport is four hours away, four and a half hours away. And I could be totally wrong if I'm butchering this. Someone let me know. But anyways, so I had a wedding in Mammoth and I was actually originally thinking about not going. And if the couple hears this episode, it is nothing to do with you guys. That's you're the main reason I went. But I was a little nervous about going alone. One, because I had no one to drive with. I was going to be driving alone to Mammoth. And it was interesting because, you know, I've gone to weddings single, but this was one of the first times like I really went alone in a sense where normally I'm, I'm going to be real. I've been to a lot of weddings. I, I haven't counted before, but yeah, I've, I've been in and been to a lot of weddings. And so I usually have so many friends and family that are there because how our family grew up was a lot of our friends were super close to our family and a lot of our family was super close to our friends, etc. So going to weddings for the most part, when it had to do with family or close friends, I knew a majority of the people going to the wedding. And so it's been very rare that I've ever pondered what it was going to be like going to a wedding because I knew so many people going, I knew what they were wearing, you know, simple things like that, that make it a little less nerve wracking attending alone. So I was really, really nervous about, you know, doing the drive, but mainly what I was going to be doing all day other than you know, waiting for the, for the wedding to come. Cause I decided if I was going to go down, I would work from there because it'd be easier to just work all day in Mammoth than to try to work all day and then drive to Mammoth. Before I was really committed to it, my plan was possibly go down Friday and then come back Sunday. And I was looking at the wedding itinerary and luckily they had drinks planned for Friday night. So I knew I would have plans with people um, Friday night. But the thing that I didn't know going into it was if I was going to honestly know 
much of anybody. So I knew like a total of like five people total at this entire wedding. Again, I just didn't know anybody's plans. So it was a super <laughs> nerve wracking thing to know if it was like what, what was going to be the outcome. So I was really nervous about trying to, trying to go, but I knew I really wanted to see these two get married because they are so in love. They're the kindest people. And I just really wanted to be a part of it because I was invited and I thought it was necessary that I attended. So I think I was actually late to RSVP. I was that guy, um, by like two days. So I, again, if the couple's listening to this, I'm really sorry, but I RSVP'd and I ended up just saying, screw it. And I booked the hotel by myself and decided to, to go. And what was so interesting is leading up to it, I was more nervous than I thought I'd be. And I've quote traveled alone and I've, you know, done big trips. It was just so weird and different for me because I, I had a schedule. I had things to do in the sense of like, I had a plan, which can be good and bad, but at the same time, there was a lot of unknowns. And so I was really nervous. And the other thing that was really hard is usually when I go to weddings, I, fun fact, I have zero fashion sense and sometimes I make silly decisions. And so I had no friends to get me ready prior to leaving really like that. We're going to be there. Right. And so it was an interesting concept to try to figure out what to pack and what to wear and all of these things when you, you don't really know what to pack unless it just kind of depends on what everyone else is wearing. It's kind of one of those things that you got to feel out the vibe and make sure that you're, you know, rocking the right, the right attire for the wedding. But what's interesting is of course I go to my main people that I normally do and they helped um, confirm that my outfit was okay and that I looked good and had some options for what I was going to wear to um, before at the, the drinks thing on Friday, which was God bless them. Cause you know, I'd be lost without them. Uh, so it was interesting. It was a really interesting concept to be that nervous about attending something when in reality, if I really hated it or was really alone, or if it was really scary, I could always leave. Like in all, in all reality, I could get in my car and drive home. It wasn't, it wasn't something that I was trapped at. It wasn't, which again, I, it sounds so dramatic because none of this was going to happen. Like there's no way I was just going to leave and not go to the wedding or going to be so sad that I needed to leave. But it's again, it's knowing that you have that out, I guess is, is comforting. But yeah, it was just, it was really interesting because I, I kind of really wanted to do this podcast in real time and record kind of throughout the weekend because Friday I was really nervous. I you know, I, actually, that's not true. In the beginning, when I tend to go leave somewhere, I just tend to kind of like, like that Carrie Underwood song, Jesus Take the Wheel. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, whatever. Like you just kind of become more carefree because it's it's already happening. So why get too stressed? But I left my house at 4.30 in the morning because I wanted to get there before I had to start work. And so I woke up at 4.15. I had already dropped off my dog and my parents the night before. And it's pretty brutal. So I start driving. And it's so interesting because most road trips I've, I think, honestly, probably the only road trip I've ever done alone is down I-5 south to get to either LA or San Diego. I don't really tend to do many road trips alone other than that one. And I've done it a bajillion times. So I know where to go. I know what to do, um, you know, what to expect, 
there's not much turning or doing much of anything once you get on I-5. You just put on cruise control and go straight. That is it. And so it was an interesting concept to go somewhere new where I really needed directions and I really had zero clue where I was. I, I will admit if my phone died or if I lost service, I would have been stranded wherever I was. There is no shot I was getting home. I am so directionally challenged and even having the directions up on my phone, like up on my car, people ask me which way I took it at first. I'm like, um, I don't really, I think, yeah, that sounds right. Um, I know I went through Tahoe because that was the only part I knew is how to get to Tahoe. And then we took a turn and yeah, from there I had no idea where I was. So that was slightly terrifying because I'm just the absolute worst. Uh, I shared my location with people, extra people than normal and just prayed that I made it. So anyways, leave at 430 in the morning and, you know, listen to podcasts on podcasts and listen to, um, you know, as much music and things to, you know, keep you awake. Uh, I actually do way better driving in the morning and it could be two in the morning than I do at night. And it's so interesting because so many people think I'm absolutely insane because I do this more often than most where I'll leave ridiculously early in the morning somewhere so I can get there and start working. And people think I'm absolutely nuts. But the thing is, is that if I start driving at night, doesn't matter what time it is. If it remotely gets dark and it's nighttime, I'm going to sleep. I just, I am not a night owl whatsoever. Uh, it just, yeah, it puts me to sleep. So having the thought that the sun might come up and again, getting some sleep works so much better for me because I'm such a morning person. So anyways, um, long story short, I first, well, actually, this is probably the first time in history that I wasn't super prepared for the road trip in the sense that I got no gas the night before. Um, I think I had half a tank and I probably could have made it, but I realized that I should probably get gas now before not knowing where I am and having to get gas along the way. So I got gas at 430 in the morning, um, on my way out and I, there's one thing I dislike is getting gas at night. I such a female and I'm like so hyper aware and it just freaks me out that something's going to happen. I think I've listened to too many stories cause obviously my hometown is pretty, pretty darn safe, but yeah, I zero interest in getting gas in the middle of the night or at any time at night, morning or night that it's dark. So got gasoline off I went. And, um, what's crazy is that because it was dark, it was kind of bizarre having to drive through the mountain roads and, you know, getting through Tahoe and then all of a sudden, you know, driving, driving towards Mammoth and the sun probably came up. Let's see what, what was sunrise at that point? Halfway through, maybe a little, little less than halfway through. And all of a sudden it's like the scenery that I was in was absolutely insane. It was kind of surreal again, because the only type of road trip I've ever done alone is to LA or San Diego. And if anyone has ever been on I-5, it is just nothing. There's nothing out there. There's nothing to look at. It's very flat. Nothing. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just an interesting drive comparatively. So it was really interesting being on these mountain roads all of a sudden when the sun comes up and it's just these stunning, stunning views, which is so, so fascinating to me because I've lived in California since I was born. And 
it never ceases to amaze me how beautiful it is. It's crazy because the night before I was literally on the lake um, in our hometown, which is not really a mountain town. It's just we just have a lake. And so going from that to these beautiful landscapes, which I mean, our, our hometown's pretty too, but it's just funny the differences along California that you kind of forget about, like going from the beach to the mountains and just these different types of, you know, views that we get is just absolutely insane. Like it's insane that we get to live here. And so anyways, I finally get to the hotel and my theory was, is that I was praying they would let me check into my hotel early, which I don't think I've ever heard of somebody letting you check in at 8.30 in the morning. So I was just praying that today would be the day. And if not, hopefully they would let me, if they had like a workstation or something that I could work in and or take meetings in and things. So I go to the front desk. Well, first I go, I run to the bathroom because I had to pee so bad. I am, I'm notorious for not stopping on road trips. I am not a fan of it taking longer than it should. I am not much of a road tripper. I'm more of a drive to the destination and just get there. And so I bolt to the destination, have to pee, go back to the front desk. And I'm like, is there any way? And they're like, yeah, sure. So they check me in and at 8:30, which was so incredible. I have this, um, and the, the funniest thing to me was when I first check in, they go, do you have any pets? And my face just dropped and I went, I, I could have had pets. I'm like, I could have brought my freaking dog. I'm so annoyed. I've just, I've literally been thinking about it lately, how I need to take more, more trips and go, go on more adventures. And I was thinking about how I can do it with my, my dog, because obviously she's my buddy. And then I have someone to do these trips with. And I get there. And the first thing they say is, do you have a dog? And I was like, I do, but I didn't know I could bring it. They're like, we're pet friendly. And I'm like, good to know. Uh, anyways, it would have cost me an arm and a leg and she would have been miserable. So (laughs) it worked out in the end, but at first I was very devastated. So I walk into the room and it's actually this beautiful, beautiful room with a nice view. It, um, had a little kitchenette, had its own bathroom. The bedroom was separate from the, like the room, which was kind of cool. I don't know why, but it felt nice. Had a huge wraparound couch. Again, it was just me hanging out in there. So I don't really know why I needed all this, but for how much I paid, at least I got something nice out of it because I paid an arm and a leg for that room. But yeah, so I get there and, you know, I get some work done and I decide that I'm going to walk myself down to breakfast because again, it is now nine in the morning and I've worked a little bit and I'm just going to work from the restaurant that's downstairs because I need to get food in my system. And immediately as I'm walking, waiting for the elevator, I see one of the five people I know at this wedding. And it's one of my buddies. Him and I are just like, wait a second, what? He's like literally the first person I saw at the hotel, which is so crazy. And so him and I went and got breakfast together, which was super nice to catch up with him. And I haven't seen or had time with him and I don't know, God knows how long, because uh, I haven't lived in San Diego, because these are all my friends from college, kind of. Um, I haven't seen him since, or like I haven't lived in San Diego since 2015, so it's been a minute since I've seen, you know, some of these friends and been able to spend quality time and not just a couple hours when I'm visiting. So it was really me, and then go back to my room, work. So I basically saw most of the people that I knew just in the first couple hours, which was 
such a relief. Obviously, I was really nervous about all of that. And then all of a sudden, it, it turned out even better than I expected and being able to see so many people so quickly and have those those people around me. And then and yeah, it was so interesting because I kind of wish, like I said, I would have done this episode along the way because I was so nervous going into it. And even there, like I, I thought about recording and kind of showing my, my true feelings at the moment of how nervous I was and how uncomfortable I was in this scenario. But I realized I, I, it's so interesting. Cause I feel like I, I have, I've had a, I had a friend right before I left go, Oh my God, you're so brave. I would never. And I think I realized at a younger age that it's not that I'm not fearful and I'm not awkward or embarrassed or, um, again, I have lack of fear or that, you know, I'm, I'm okay with going alone. Like, I don't know. I, it's not that I have any of those. I think I feel it all. I just realize it's not worth not going because of those feelings. I think that's the key is I truly understood not going is worse. Yeah. I just, I just decide to kind of get over the fear in a sense and go anyways. I don't know. It's such an interesting concept because I've, I've had so many people go, Oh, you're so much braver than most. And I don't know if it's braver than most. I think I just realized like, I don't know if it's doing pros and cons or, or what, but I realize what, what's the fear going to do? Like, what's really going to happen if I go and have an awful time or no one hangs out with me or, you know, which <laughs> they're my friends. Like, I don't know why I was so fearful of, of going. I, um, again, I, I don't know what would have happened if I, what, what were the cons to be honest? I, there's a lot of fear of, you know, not having plans or feeling alone and all of that, but I mean, what's the worst going to happen? I have to sit at home and like sit alone in a hotel by myself at night, which one wasn't going to happen. And two, I could always just go to dinner or go. It's not like I'm trapped there. I could always go explore. I could, you know, see more of Mammoth, which is probably my only regret from the trip was I didn't take the time to go explore Mammoth enough because it's, it's really beautiful. It's a honestly a stunning place. And I, I don't know if I'll have a reason to go back anytime soon. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was so interesting thinking about my fear on Friday and how awkward I felt and things like that or leading up to it. And then we went out, we had so much fun at dinner and then with drinks and, um, we got back I'm trying to, oh no, we did not get back right away. I forgot. We went to a interesting dive bar that was open that the only reason that it had liveliness in it was because of our group. And thank goodness there were so many of us because it made it way more fun. Let me tell you. Yeah. I, so we, I don't know what time we got back, but we went there after and super fun. We were dancing. We just, oh my gosh, it just kind of felt like the old times. It was, it was super, super fun to be with that group of people. I think the hardest part was that first night going to bed alone. Um, you know, walking to your hotel room alone. I think that's a lot more of a female thing because of safety and, you know, having that, that question, you always hear these horror stories of people getting attacked in hotel rooms and like 
how to stay safe when traveling alone. And it's like, oh my God. But, and I was feeling a lot better because, um, you know, my friend and I had texted and basically we decided to go get breakfast together, which was super nice. It was really good to hang out with her alone because I don't think we've ever actually her and I had just hung out just her and I which was super super nice and she is like the kindest person so yeah it ended up being such a relief and it was kind of a realization that some of the girls there some of the women that were there were kind of in the similar boat in a sense because like her fiance was in it and like things like that. So I guess that was helpful. But I, I remember talking to them and like thanking them. But it's it's one of those things where it's so nice of people to include you when you feel like a left out, even though you're not. I don't know. I don't know why I was so awkward. And so anyways, it was a really good trip. Yeah, we all ended up being on the shuttle together to get to the um, venue it was not raining all day and it started sprinkling the second we were getting on the shuttle, which was super depressing. And we felt so bad for the bride and groom. We get to the venue and it starts like raining, raining. So I'm in a short dress and heels and we're running basically in rocks trying to get to the venue and get underneath the tent. And we end up hanging out there for like an hour I think. And then it ended up stopped raining and cleared up. So they dried off the seats. We all sat down and it was like the most beautiful ceremony. And, you know, the views were unreal with the clouds over the mountains. You could see the mountainscape, which was so surreal and absolutely stunning. I need to find pictures. And then we all of a sudden the clouds started coming in and we're starting to get nervous. It was going to rain on us again. And they ended up being able to finish all their vows. They walked, everyone walked out and we had about 15 minutes and then the rain started again. So it was, it was incredible timing and it worked out really nicely. And then it ended up clearing up later in the night so we can dance on the dance floor and things like that. So yeah, it was, it was honestly so much fun and I was exhausted. I probably should have gone out just so that I actually hung out with my friends again, but I was so tired. I ended up going to bed early and I, I say that I should have stayed in the morning and kind of explored, but I, again, I'm one of those people. I don't really like to linger about. I'd rather just be home. I was so tired and I knew after the drive, I was going to be exhausted. So I ended up driving home, which was kind of worth it because um, our family got together that night. But it's so interesting thinking back that I was so nervous and it ended up working out so beautifully. I luckily packed enough so that I didn't feel weird with what I was wearing and it was worth the adventure. I can now say I went to Mammoth. I probably should have explored more, but I did get to go to Mammoth. And yeah, I I think the the moral of the story is is that regardless of your fear, it's worth taking going after something or going and doing things even with fear because there's there's not really much there. Like even though you're so fearful, what, what's the outcome? You don't get to have that experience, you know? And I think that's, what's so fascinating when people call me brave. It's not that I'm brave. I, you know, I'm just as nervous, but I think not going is worse. I think not going and seeing that my friends got married without me there and, you know, all my friends were together and not being able to kind of, kind of rebuild that bond with each other. I, I think it would have been totally different if I didn't attend. And I think our relationships would have been a little bit different, um, not making that effort just because I quote a little bit of fear of not wanting to be alone there. 
and want, not wanting to do the drive, etc. Yeah. So again, if and I never talk about this a lot on this podcast is fear and doing things anyways. And again, I, I can't, I could probably tell you multiple things that I've been fearful of and probably didn't do, but I think I regret those things more than I do going after things I was quote scared of and did anyways. Um, so yeah, um, stop worrying what people think. Um, I know that's again, easier said than done. But usually when people are caring what you think or like usually when people are being mean or focusing on what you're doing, it's because they're insecure themselves. It's never about you. So even if, you know, people always say, oh, they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. Even if they are thinking about you, it's usually because they're insecure in themselves and unhappy with themselves in some sense. And if even if they are judging you, who cares? Like what what does it matter? And um if you're judging yourself, stop maybe (laughs) and go on more adventures and create more memories because memories are what matter. And yeah. So, (laughs) um, that was a little bit of rambling on my sense, but I, I think it's a really important message is that, you know, everyone has fear and I've said this before, but not doing activities because of that fear is worse. So again, I'm your host. I am Michelle and I'm here to prove you don't always have to be organized to follow your dreams and getting lost isn't always a bad thing. Thank you. Bye.